In 2018, there were approximately 121 reboots scheduled. 121. But they keep making them because you keep watching them. I've been trying to come up with the highest of feelings. But there ain't nothing new under the sun. So you avoid to Now, many of you are going to completely disagree with what I have to say this time. You're going to absolutely hate me, and I'm okay with that. Hollywood is only interested in making money. That's what they're after. Movies are a business. People get paid. They have a livelihood. They want to make sure that everything they do pays them. I have no problem with that. First off, disclaimer, you got to know, making a buck ain't something that I'm going to complain about. However, making a buck for the sake of a buck can cross the line with me. It's it's just because you can doesn't mean you should, right? How many times your mama told you that? How many times you heard that from Confucius? Who's Confucius? I don't know. Some dude over in India. So in in the past, in the 1970s, right? 1970s. That's when we got introduced to Scorsese, Coppola, Lucas, the Palma, all these guys. You know their movies. You know their films, right? You know what you're looking at. Those guys came along at a time when the studio system was breaking down. They didn't know what to do. People weren't going to films, mostly because movies sucked. They were garbage. A lot of them were. And there's some people that love the 70s movies. You know what? That the 70s movies weren't that great. You had some really good ones, right? And then you had some really terrible ones. People seem to love this movie, Long Goodbye, The Long Goodbye. It's who the hell was in that thing? The Long Goodbye was directed by Robert Altman, and it was based on some kind of stupid novel in the 50s. It's probably a good novel, um, but this thing was just awful. I, I don't care who you are. Elliot Gould was the worst. The plot was lingering the movie was stalled it didn't go anywhere it's boring as hell i didn't care about anything but then you turn around with the movie chinatown now chinatown was interesting i liked it it was visually pleasing i enjoyed the story it drug a little bit but such was the movies at the time you know they didn't just go 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 right there was no save the cat there was no uh, formulaic version that they used to do they knew the formula but they guessed at it and did their thing the writers the directors and they just kind of went on because art actually existed people actually got to do what they wanted to do but you know you've got these guys in the 70s coming up out of the studio implosion they gave you spielberg Without the studio implosion and them not knowing what to do and then getting sold off and then the corporations bought them and the hedge funds guys, they had no clue what they were doing. Somebody walked in and says, I can guarantee you I can do this. You just got to give us a chance. So they said, okay, let's give them a chance. We don't know what we're doing because we're Wall Street dudes. We're not people who know anything about movies. 
and they gave him a chance. And that's where Spielberg came from. That's where Coppola, Lucas, Scorsese, these guys came out of there. They came out of that implosion of the system. But then the 80s movies came along. And you know what? There's some good movies in the 80s. There's some real terrible movies in the 80s as well. Because that's when the formula started to come, started to emerge. Just when it started to getting more and more introduced into our, our story writing culture. We started learning, do this, do this, do this, do this. And we're going to make it perfect, right? Well, it didn't work because the ideas were terrible. I mean, Howard the Duck, really? Howard the Duck? But then you got spies like us. Ooh, good movie. And you got uh, E.T., yeah, which I particularly wouldn't that hot on at the time. And I was a rewatch. I'm like, there's like half the story here. What's going on? But then you got Jaws. Yes, I understand Jaws is not exactly an 80s movie, but that was the beginning of the 80s movies. Jaws, impetus of, of it all, right? The 80s were directed by these guys who came out of the 70s. And it was like, hey, it's not too bad. Then the 90s came and it started going downhill a little bit. The corporations started taking over. Then you got Disney in the works. You know, Pixar is a great, uh, Pixar was a great studio, is a great studio. The stories are good, but they're very formulaic. But they have a writing team on those movies. You don't have one screenwriter come in and write everything. It's a writing team. So people are sitting around going, oh, God, this is awful. And, you know, half the room's like, yeah, this is great. And the other half the room is like, if I could poke out my eye and still be able to write, I would. But I've already lost one because of the last rewrite I had to do. And now the only good movies that are coming out are, are, are generally the ones coming out of the directors of the past or somebody who gets their film funded in, in a in a non-traditional way, right? I mean, Affleck made a couple decent films and they're okay. And, I, you know, actually, Gone Girl wasn't all that bad. I, I, I have to admit, Gone Girl wasn't all that bad. I know, shoot me, right? But Gone Girl wasn't all that bad. But that's not a traditionally funded movie. It, it, it's like 60% traditionally funded. Star Power gets things like that made. You and I can't make that because no one's going to read it. Because ah, we don't want none of that. It doesn't have superheroes in it. Doesn't have this and that. Doesn't have the other. <sighs> and now we've got these directors that are these big directors that are giving us, you know, the the modern movies that give us this big names. Paul Thomas Anderson, you know, Guillermo del Toro, Alondro. I can't even pronounce his last name for the, the guy that did The Revenant. Uh, Christopher Nolan. We all know him. Quentin Tarantino. Right. So there's another one. Quentin Tarantino is kind of, you know, these guys are all kind of uh, boutique filmmakers, except for maybe Christopher, no Christopher Nolan. Anyway, um, but all these guys are kind of boutique filmmakers. And, and Quentin Tarantino is like the dark horse out of all of them. He's the one that told the studio to go jump in a lake, but did it anyway. And he did it his way and he did good. Try to get a Quentin Tarantino to make a film today. They're not going to let you do it. But here's the thing. I don't really blame Hollywood. And the reason I don't really blame Hollywood is because the people who are buying the tickets to these movies have lost their damn minds. So I'm, I'm looking at the, the the weekend, you know, the 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 records, overall records, right, on box mo box office mojo. Okay, I'm lo I'm looking at this stuff, right, and oh my god, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, which is a mediocre movie at best. I know Star Wars people are gonna kill me. Whatever. Look at the story objectively. Come at it from a place like I am where you're looking at the story and does it move me? Does it make me want to care about the characters? No, not really. But it made, it's it's domestic 
is a billion dollars. When you make a billion dollars from a mediocre movie, do you think that's going to tell the studio that we really need some new blood? No, because it's a freaking reboot. It's old. It's stale. It's not new. The plot is okay. The story is okay. I Ren barely speaks half the time. It's like, I really don't care. And I wanted to do good. I wanted to be this and that and the other, but it's like, yeah, I really don't care. And then you got, and then you got a movies like Avengers Infinity War, which is, which is really popular right now. But all these comic book movies, you know, I mean, come on, guys. We have to get a little bit more discerning in this. The fact that these movies make so much money is the entire reason movies are bad right now. You know, Avengers has some good storylines, but they're just dressed up, reimagined storylines that really don't that really don't bring us anything that isn't from the past. I've said this before. These comic book movies were written in the 40s and 30s, 40s, 50s and 60s. They're not something new. They're not something that someone has come up with new. The storylines are old and crusty. Yes, I understand Shakespeare has written everything at least once, so everything's old and crusty, but the storylines and the characters and these explicitly, you might as well be doing Shakespeare because it's that old as far as pop culture is concerned. It's not new stuff, man. It's not new. It's so if we can't find anything new to watch, what's the what 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 says what does that say about us? The people in charge are only taking what is a known quantity. If it's known, it's guaranteed to make money because the only thing we're watching is known quantities these days. For the past ten years, it's been Marvel, 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 DC, 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 whatever been freaking star wars over again star trek over again you got, they're making a new shrek making a new lion king why it's not because the studios are bad and evil it's because we have devolved with our tastes in films what is wrong with this do we, we want good movies we want to go and watch something entertaining I, I guess no one wants to think anymore i guess no one wants to be introspective anymore if you introspective if you're introspective, you realize the problems and the wrongs that you are. They encompass you and who you are. And and then you can correct them and hmm, I can fix. Maybe it's too dramatic for people these days. I don't I don't understand. Are we all just mind numb robots that have a narcissist problem? I think so. Critical thinking is not evil, folks. When some when you're doing something, I had a, a friend of mine who posted a comment about a basketball game he played with a guy. And I'm I'm changing this up a little bit because it doesn't matter. But basically, he's playing basketball with this guy, and he tells the guy, "Hey, look, if you did this just a little bit different, you'd have a better you'd have a better outcome. You could do better." Why don't you? And the guy gets mad at him, yells at him, tells him that he's no good. Keep your thoughts to yourself. I'm the greatest guy there ever was. No, you're not. You're not a freaking NBA player making millions of dollars. If you were. Then I could say, okay, maybe you're right. But dude, give me a break. It can make me a little bit hypocritical, but you know what? Hey, when somebody criticizes my stuff, 
I don't go off on a tantrum and say, oh, mommy, come over here and help find me. Uh-huh. Or I don't yell and scream at somebody. You son of a bitch. How dare you say those kind of things to me? But those are the, the kind of things we need to get out of movies. We need when we watch a movie, when we read a story, we need to be entertained. But there's more to it than just fluffing ourselves. If you understand my reference, if not, don't worry about it. Don't Google it. Oh, God. That and Blue Waffles. Don't Google either one of those things. So all of this is leaving us with nothing to forward our culture, our society, or ourselves. I Meaning that's what, that's what life is about, forwarding yourself, being better than you were. If you think that you're the greatest right now and you can't be any better because you're so damn good, you're a moron. You're an absolute abject moron. Whenever you're reading a story, the character has to grow, right? The character has to grow. They have to have growth to make their arc complete when writing a story. That growth should be a reflection. If it's going to be anything substantial, it needs to be a reflection on society or at least some of the people watching. You know, the Hulk is not... It's, it's a juvenile. The Hulk, for example, is a juvenile way to grow a character. And it really is, if you think about it. The, the Hulk, when he gets angry, he turns into a mean man. Well, see, there's the there's the, the 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 reflection on culture. When you get angry, Dad, you beat the shit out of me, and you become a mean man. You become the Hulk. We don't like the Hulk. Bruce Banner has to grow as a person to stop being angry so that he doesn't turn into the Hulk and beat his kid. Right? So all I'm trying to say is expand your horizons. We are in short supply of critical thinking. We are in short supply of people being able to look upon themselves and think objectively. When you yell, I hate Bernie Sanders, or you yell, I hate Trump, and you get, you get stand up behind it, you are not being objective. You are not looking at the other side of it. I don't hate Bernie Sanders. I think he's wrong. I don't hate Trump. Sometimes he's wrong. I know I wouldn't want to hang out with him. I, pre I We probably couldn't stand each other. But you know what? I don't hate either one of them. Who, it's, it's, that's the way it goes. I don't hate them. I, I I don't devalue them as humans. And I accept some of their premises. Sometimes Bernie's right. Sometimes Trump's wrong. Sometimes Trump's right. Sometimes Bernie's wrong. Whatever. Does it really matter in the long run what, what, what I think about those guys? No, it matters what they think about themselves. Right? And that's the way we should approach life. We should be critical thinking to understand we have to empathize with the other person. As long as we keep watching movies where Iron Man always wins, even though he's kind of a jerk, we want to be like Iron Man or or the guy, the, you know, I mean, the, the whole thing between Iron Man and Captain America has, has thrown everything into a, 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 a crazy loop, uh, loop because you've got two characters at odds with each other. One is a punk kind of comes across as pompous, right, and old school, and the other one comes off as a, a condescending jerk who thinks of himself as the God's gift to everything and they have to come be, come to those differences and, and figure things out that's really what it's supposed to come down to but it doesn't because the storyline the plot gets in the way of the characters well they kind of do it but i watched it i didn't really get it whatever didn't seem that big a deal to me i'm faced with people like that all the time what do i do i i look at them and i say you know what i'm glad i'm your friend I'm, I'm glad I'm your friend because you can teach me a lot about myself and what I need to do to make myself better, not disparaging the other guy. 
I may not be able to hang out with them. Like I said, put me and Trump in a room after about 20 minutes. I'm going to be like, holy shit, dude, shut up. And he's going to be looking at me going, holy shit, dude, shut up. Right? Huh. That's the way it's going to happen. Put me and Bernie Sanders in the room together, and I would I just sit there and be quiet because and unless he wants to talk movies or if he wants to talk like flowers or colors or paintings or anything other than politics, I, we can have a discussion because I, I don't want to fight with the guy. The guy is entitled to his belief. I, I, I enjoy the fact that he has the ability to have beliefs and espouse them in ways. Write books that massively bestsellers that everyone wants to read. I'm okay with that. You know what? I want to write a book that's a massive bestseller that everyone wants to read. I'm good with that. Let's go. When do I start? Wait, I suck at that. We can find an editor. And in the 80s, you know what started to happen? The 70s, 80s, and 90s, what started to happen is they started to come up with these, 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 these formulas for writing stuff. And finally, somebody put it down. And there's cat, uh, books like Save the Cat, which is a good book. It will teach you how to write a screenplay. It gives you the fundamentals you will need to write a screenplay and make it work. And Save the Cat Strikes Back, both of them together, is, are going to make you a better screenwriter. But, but you know what? It doesn't really help us when it comes to the art. It helps us to be able to set up the canvas for our art. That doesn't mean that you follow it word for word, vowel by vowel, syllable by syllable, and make and and never deviate. And that's where we've gotten now. You can look at watch the watch what's happening on the screen and know how long you've been in the theater. It literally happens that mechanically for most movies. And you know what? It happened that way in uh, in Ghostbusters. It happened that way. In um, Spies Like Us, you could count, you could look at your watch. If you read Save the Cat and go back and watch those, you can look at your watch and see, bam, 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 bam. You know how long you've been in the theater. They just didn't know exactly why they did it, and they didn't have it. It was like one man's idea, a few people's idea on how to write an effective screenplay, and we hadn't seen it before, so that's why the movies worked. Now, after the book, Everybody's movie is exactly the same, and mine are too. And you know why? Because they're expected to be the same because they think those are going to be the ones that make all the money. Comes back to money, doesn't it? Well, it's got to be about money. You can't get, if you don't get paid, you can't make good films. You can't make good films. You can't get paid. It's kind of like getting in the union. You can't be in the union unless you have a union job, and you can't get a union job without being in the union, right? That's just the way it works. It, even in welding, plumbers, and and trash hauling, it's about who you know. That's what counts. But Save the Cat is, is, a, is, is a good writing book, but it also does us no justice. It, 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 it's a book that gets us to a real story and makes it where even Aristotle would be proud of it. It's Aristotle for a modern age, basically, is what it is. But it also has taken creativity down like five or six notches because everything now is formula. And now art in the form of storytelling has suffered and no one appreciates it. You know, art is getting left behind when it comes to films. It, it, rely, it resides a little bit in television, but in, in films, art has been left behind. They're no longer allowing art stuff to come through. You do get your independent movies that come through and things like that. You know, if I could make one tomorrow, if, you know, give me a hundred thousand bucks, say I hit the lottery, you're going to see two or three weird films out of me because, hey, I can do it. I can afford it. I don't have to work. But the art film, the American art film, like Raging Bull, 
Rocky. Those are American art films. They're told from an American perspective, so they become art. Those films are few and far between these days. There's no new directors. There's no new writers. There's no new anything because we can't decide to consume something other than this ingratiating crap that makes us feel good about ourselves. You know, that was that being a Gen Xer, I guess this is where I, I skew millennial most of the time, but this is where I'm also a Gen Xer. That life isn't always good. Life sucks a lot. You got to get over it and you got to deal with it. But you look at shows like NCIS on TV, Magnum P.I., Law and Order. Oh, my God. It's 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 rote, repeated and trash. It's trash. And it's not trash because it's not any good. It's trash because it's so formulaic. I mean, they've taken the I mean, How long has NCIS been, been on now? I think it's been on since like 1895. I, I think they were putting that show on as a play uh, in Europe and brought it to America and then called it NCIS. And it's been running ever since. They have to come up with a new episode every week for since 1895. I really think so. I think Mark Twain actually wrote a, an episode of NCIS. Really, the reason, I mean, I'm going to just sum all this up. The reason why movies suck today is because the general population sucks. Yeah, there I said it. The general population sucks. We're all more concerned with our own lives. We're concerned with what happens within the walls of our home, and we couldn't give a shit less about what happens to anyone else. Our narcissism has gotten out of control even more than in the 80s. At least there was a check in the 80s. There was no social media. You had to go out and interact with people. You couldn't sit at your house and do nothing. You couldn't be a shut-in and still be an effective member of society. Now you can be a shut-in and get everything you need from a screen in front of your face. And, and people are doing that. They're like, I don't want to go out because it's so painful when they say I'm an asshole. Well... Stop being an asshole would be the 1980s way of fixing that problem. Now you can be an asshole and stay home and still earn money and have a job and have co-workers and only have to not be an asshole for five minutes until the conference calls over. Exactly. Anyway, so how, how did this how did this movie podcast thing turn into a, a rant about people? Well, the the, the culture it's very easy for me to really, I know why I did it. The movies and entertainment we consume is a reflection of who we are. It's a reflection of who we are. That's why there's these sub-segments. But the majority of the segment is this Avengers, Star Wars, old, you know, Lion King reboot movies. We're so afraid to face the future of who we are that all we can do is waddle and dirty ourselves with the past. Become a better person, become a better society, and the art will take hold and it will be better. Uh, in fact, I think there's a backlash coming. There's a huge backlash coming. Usually whenever things get too far afield, the backlash starts in art. But the problem is that major media... They're afraid of having the backlash in front of you because it will cost them money. But you know what? Second City, the, uh, the, the, the Saturday Night Live, Monty Python, they didn't catch on because they were the same. They caught on because they were different. 
And that's the lesson we need to remember when it comes to movies and television. When society gets too far flung in one direction, the artists start to come out and say, hey, this is stupid. You're, you're, you're not paying attention. You're letting yourself become corrupted. You know what? It, it's coming. It's coming. We're going to have an artistic revolution and the, our society is going to flip on its head into something else. God only knows what that is. Hopefully, it's not something terrible. I'm free from living lies. Free from my own deception. Headed the right direction. I walk through the fields of mud. I thought I'd find a shelter in you, a perfect sky. I'm Paul G. Newton, and I do this podcast. I take photographs. I make films, TVs, commercials. I'm a voiceover actor, all the other stuff that I wish I could get paid for, but don't. And just like you, I keep trying and trying and trying, and I really appreciate it if you'd visit my uh, webpage. And if you want to buy a photograph, that'd be awesome, because I would love to send you some of my photographs. Real printed photographs are so much better than just looking at them on your phone. Uh, it's just different. 